0: Alright, there's not going to be any, any off-topic intro this time, so let's just get right to the intro itself. My name's Don. My name's Ara. And we're the Retro RPG Podcast. Now, if you're wondering where Derek's at, he's dead. Uh, you have to listen to the Omori show to, to get all that information. Uh, this episode is for Lost Odyssey. It's an Xbox 360 game. And this specific show is just for disc one. Because there was four discs. Uh, and I'm gonna explain why only disc one instead of the. I was gonna do a show just on all four, the whole game, sixty, fifty, sixty-hour game. But now, right now, I'm only doing disc one, and I'll explain more on that in a second. But first, I want R to explain why he wanted me so badly to play this game. Uh, so I, I yeah,
1: there's this part in this on the second disc where I always get stuck and I can't. I can't progress any further and I don't know what to do. I, I don't remember if there's a boss I gotta beat or I just can't get off the, the boat. I, I don't remember. It was such a long time. <laughs> I want somebody to enjoy the game because it's a really good game and I want somebody to enjoy it. So, uh. So, so, you, so you,
0: bought, you bought this game new back in like 2007. This is when it came out. Yeah. And you, you played it to disc two, and you got stuck on a boat, but you couldn't remember if you got stuck not knowing where to go, or if you got stuck in a boss battle.
1: Yeah, I, so I put it away, and, and like a year later, I came back to it, and tried to, and I got stuck at the same place, and uh, I, I, don't, I didn't touch it after that. I'm
0: shocked you didn't try to look up online how to get past. Yeah, me too. I don't know what happened. Because <laughs> you're in agreement up until that point, you really enjoyed the game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we try to look it up to find. I think we found what boat you were on, and I, there, I think there is a boss battle on that boat. That's very specific way to beat the boss. So maybe that was the issue. But I haven't got to this too yet, and we'll. I'll, so I'll see if I hit the same snag. Because usually I break games left and right.
1: Well, if it's a if it's like a, one of those cheap things you gotta do to progress, then uh, that might explain why I just kind of gave up because I was pretty doing pretty good my characters were doing pretty good with every other in every other battle. yeah you weren't
0: low leveled no so uh, I don't know what
1: happened.
0: Well yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna eventually get to it. so here's the issue. Um, my Xbox 1x is broken like it won't detect an HDMI signal. So I borrowed your 1x and your game. Except yours is going bad because the optical drive wouldn't insert the disc all the way. You'd have to kind of force it in. Yeah. And then it wouldn't, like, read it, at least the first disc. It wouldn't read it at first, and I had to reboot it to get it to read disc one. So you went on vacation. I played disc one, like, the first night. I played nine hours, almost beat it. Next night, finished disc one off. Went to insert disc two, doesn't read it at all. Uh, Unfortunately, your eject button on your console is broken. So because it doesn't read anything, I have to paperclip it, I took it out, cleaned it, put it back in, still nothing. Rebooted it several times, I can hear it spinning around in there. Doesn't play disc two. Take disc two out, put it back uh disc one, doesn't play disc one now. Doesn't read any uh, any disc you put in it. And eventually the paperclip uh, method to ejecting the disc manually broke. So that's where we're at right now. The plan is, is to take the optical drive out of my broken Xbox, because I know that's working. Put it in yours, which I think requires soldering, and then I'll borrow your Xbox One X again to finish off Discs 2, 3, and 4. Because I was going to do all of them as one show while you were on vacation, and I only was able to play Disc 1. So this show, I'm just doing Disc 1 of Lost Odyssey. There'll be some games in between once we get your Xbox fixed, I will finish off Discs 2, 3, and 4 as just like a one episode. But knowing my uh, short-term memory, I have to get this recorded out or else I'm going to forget everything by the time we actually get yours fixed and play that game. All right, let's get into Lost Odyssey. Because for the longest time you've been begging me to play this game, and you didn't even care if we did a show on it, me and Derek. You just wanted me to play it. And it's been like two years now, and then finally I'm ready to play it and it's turning out to be more of a lost cause with all the issues we're running into. Okay, how do I well, how do I start this off? Well, for one, I think it's one of the best CGI openings of any RPG. Yeah. That battle sequence with the meteor falling yeah, and like all there. the yeah, at the at the time, I mean, as far as high quality CGI, I mean, it's 2007. It looks pretty good. I think Final Fantasy VIII had a good action scene with a lot of fighting in the beginning, but this one's clearly better. Mm. In every way, I mean, well, that game was came out in the '90s. Um, so it's basically two armies fighting each other. One has like bottle cap openers for headgear, <laughs> and uh, one's getting their asses kicked. I think it was the bottle cap people, right? If I remember. Uh, is that is that? I can't it? remember which one's good or bad. Which one are you? Uh, I don't you? know. I, di- I didn't have. I didn't have any of that gear. Yeah, uh, they- the main they- character came. He he, I found out, is an immortal after this battle because he just kicks ass and then a giant meteor lands on everybody and he oh, survives. Right? Because you find out in the game that there's some people that are immor- immortal and some that are just, you know, live a normal life. Yeah, they act like that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, in fact, two of your because char- I think you only have three characters to- in disc one until the very end, and that's came the main character. Um, he's immortal and he has a lot of memory loss. Seth, which is a pirate, and she joins your party early on. She's also immortal. And then Jensen, which is the comic relief. The guy is hilarious in this game. Uh, I use him as a white mage, and he's a bit of a womanizer, but he's the funniest character in this game. We're jumping a little bit ahead. Basically, you survive this crazy battle action sequence where nobody should have survived, but you and Seth, she she must have been there too, and she survived. Which you find out later. So... Beginning of the game it starts out I remember I, on my notes I'm looking here. The first battle sequence was the Magnum tank. That's just trying to like introducing you into the battle system. I now I dig this battle mechanic. For for this battle you had to switch between it has two turrets on this uh magma tank and you have to attack one turret at a time, the left and the right. Yeah. And if you just keep attacking the left, it won't do as much damage. You have to go you have to go back and forth. Yeah. But at the bottom left part of the screen, it always shows you who's the next person that's going to attack, whether it's one of your characters or one of the enemies on the screen. So if you have multiple of the same enemy, it'll have like enemy A, B, C, D with their little picture at the bottom left. Hmm. So it has a whole slideshow of like – so you can see like five or six deep of what characters or enemies are going to attack. So you can plan accordingly, which is cool. Um for this battle sequence, it was pretty, I mean, it was pretty easy. Uh, I should have defended when the, it has this giant saw blade on it that keeps raising. And once it's fully raised, you should defend to re- reduce damage. I didn't do that because I'm an idiot. And, but I, I mean, it's an easy battle to begin with. So it was just, it was showing you how to do the battle system. That's pretty, I found out like early on in this game, it's, the game's pretty linear. I would compare it to Final Fantasy X. Although Final Fantasy X was really linear. This one isn't so much, and it has great controls. The, the camera angle, you can only adjust the camera a little bit. I think it opens up on the, on the CD2
1: and 3. I think it will open up, but I never got that far. But I think once you get into your boat and you can go anywhere in the map, is that,
0: I'm not sure, though, because I never went that far. Well, here's the thing about the world map. You don't get to explore in the normal world. The world map is you just clicking and going to like different cities. So it's not like you're walking... Like Final Fantasy VII, when you get out of uh, oh yeah, yeah that city, you get to explore everywhere. This one's not an open-world wor- thing. You're just going between different cities. Well, I don't, I don't know. I remember I was in the boat, and the boat was going to a lot of places. So you own the boat when you get it. It's your boat. I
1: think you have to fight some... There's You have to fight through it, and you'll take it over, and... Uh, I think I beat the boss, but then I didn't know how to get off the boat. I don't remember.
0: That's fine. Well, eventually we'll cover that whenever we get your Xbox fixed, and I won't play the rest of the game. So, game pretty linear, but I can't—I don't have any complaint with that really. Um, good controls, and the camera angle is more fixed, so they decide where the camera angle is going to be, and you can use some adjustments to look around a little. But it's not like Final Fantasy XII where you had full range. To use the other joystick to move it around like 360 around your character to see stuff. Yeah. Now Final Fantasy XII came out like a year and a half before this game, but I think this game this game is definitely. I mean, I, I don't know. It's great. I, I'm shocked to first hear about it. It's only on the Xbox, and they never made a sequel. And just playing this one, I'm highly impressed. One thing I dig about this uh, this kind of setup is they have a, a thing called like a ring assembly. And that's where you, you, you can create rings. You, you know, enemies drop items or different, like, pieces of them or something. And those can be used to create these rings. So you'll find the items in the world, like, and from drops or enemies. And you can combine them to make r- rings that can improve stuff. Like one that does more fire damage. Or one that's resistance to paralysis. And as you're going on, you can actually upgrade them to, like, there's an ultra version of each ring. Like, there's a bruiser ring that does more attack damage, more physical damage. bunch of... Uh, I've unlocked, like, there's at least 40 maybe odd rings. Or maybe, maybe it's not that much. Maybe 20 to 30 rings that I've unlocked just in disc one. I haven't built all of them, but it shows you what you need of the item stuff to actually make one. So I'm digging that. Uh, the... From what I understand about the story, which is actually, I think this is the best story of any RPG I've actually played. It's some magic industrial revolution occurred 30 years ago, before where we're at in this story. Where all the creatures got, like, dormant magic abilities. And this place that they call the Grand Staff that they built, I think they're they're using it as something to try to harness all this magical energy. It's going to be some kind of magical weapon to control magic that the Yura Council uh, want to use. So there's this council that they created the Grand Staff, and they want to use it for... I don't know if they're going to use it for good or evil. I can't make up on that yet. But that's what's supposed to kind of harness all this magic ability that's kind of just showed up 30 years ago. Now, I think I found out who the, uh, the, the, in, the end boss is going to be. The villain, it's Gongora. I, I just call him Gonorrhea. But he's got. Uh, let me see if I can look up a picture of him. Uh, I'm looking at the IGN walkthrough. If anybody wants to know. Uh, well, you got the council leader. I, it was funny. I'm playing it. I don't know if it's better graphics on the Xbox One X or the load times are perfect. They're hardly any. You got this council leader. What's his name? Roxana or Roxane? Uh, and uh, I call him Turdbeard because he just looks like he's got a bunch of hangers he looks on his like beard. A yeah, I think this is before they started using actors in video games. Kind of like, uh, what was it, Cyberpunk is basically Canyon Reeves. Yeah, that yeah. Character, right? Yeah, he looks like an actor. He does look like an actor. I just call him Turdbeard because he's got like three giant turds in his beard, it looks like. And he's one of the lead counselors of this Euro Council um, that has kind of control of this grand staff that they built. Because it's kind of going haywire. That's your first mission is to go check out this grand staff to see what's going on out there. And he's like one of the leaders here. So this is when you find out from... and go, Okay, let me see if I can find Gongor, or Gonorrhea. Let me see. I know he had... Where's the picture of him? He's got blonde hair. Um, let see if I can find a picture on the walkthrough real quick. Let me just type it up then. So I'm trying to... You, play, you haven't played the game for almost 10, 11 years. So this is this guy. If you remember him. I'm thinking he's the end boss because he's the real dick. You can tell he's doing shady stuff throughout. Mm-hmm. disc one and you can never trust somebody that dyes their hair blonde and of course that's a joke but like he's got the evil mustache and beard yes he's, he's and just his attitude and everything you can tell he's up to no good but he's basically sending you out on this mission and he's having this uh, pirate follow you also she's immortal that you find out also called she's Seth and then Jensen is probably my favorite character he is the comic relief. he's always cracking jokes his whole dialogue's hilarious the voice acting is perfect in this this uh, game, and I use him as my white mage. That's another cool thing about the battle system is you got two, two formations, the front and the back half, and I think they allow like six characters on each. I don't know how many characters we're going to get at the end. Right now, we only have three, and I think towards the end of disc one, there's one or two more that get added, but it seems like you can have a, a bunch of a bunch of characters at once. Um, but he's, I keep him in the back. I use him as the white mage and he's kind of there to spy on us. It looks like, and, uh, gonorrhea gave him some kind of like, uh, marble or something to give us. Cause both of our Seth and Kame's memories aren't really there. Like they both have amnesia and he's supposed to give it to us if we start remembering stuff. So that's your first indication that gonorrhea is a bad guy. I don't remember any of this. Uh, that's, that's fine. I, didn't expect, I, I just wanted you to be here because this this is what you wanted to know was me playing the game, and we've got Disc 1 out so far, so I wanted you to be here for this. Um, so we have to go to st- investigate the Grand Staff. But as you leave, you find out later that Turdbeard puts Gonorrhea under House Arrest and takes control of the Grand Staff back from him because he's worried he might be using it to make the Meteors because apparently— when this disturbance on the grand staff happened, that's when the meteors started following in that CGI sequence that killed most of the army. So they think that has something to do with it and they might be used as a weapon. Now, Tolton is apparently this prince that's, uh, in charge and you could tell that Gonorrhea is using him to get what he wants done with the grand staff development. So, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. There's a lot of political stuff going in the background that Keeps coming back and forth with, uh, well, there's a lot of interruptions. It's, you know, it's a modern day game, so there's more movie than there is game at some point, at some parts. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind it. Doesn't doesn't take away from it. It's not overdone. Another cool thing I noticed, and, and there's so many different cool little features they had. So they got the ring assembly. Now you have skill linking, and that's where you can link with somebody that has certain skills, and you can learn their skills. And it's like it's like three different like bubbles and each battle that you do you 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 fill one of the bubbles until you learn that person's skill and then you can pick another skill to learn from them so not only is your own character learning their own magic skills from battles they can learn other people's skills in your party by switching with this skill linking system and i i'm using that to my advantage i'm unlocking a lot of that right now uh so right now i like i think the battle mechanics is pretty good I did notice that, like I was saying, there's no real traveling outside of the world, and it's more like fast traveling on the world map between spots. We'll see how that unlocks once we get the boat and Disc too. So as you're going to investigate this Grand Staff, you're getting a little bit of the backstory political stuff where Gonorrhea and uh, Tolkien, basically, he goes and saves him. He's supposed to be under house arrest. He goes and saves him from eating the soup. And he feeds a gives it to a rat, and the rat dies because it's got poison in the soup. So now Tolkien thinks he, uh, Tolton, excuse me, thinks that he's, you know, on his side and he's really good. Which I'm, I, during that scene, I suspect I'm like gonorrhea poisoned the soup. And he's just pretending to save him to kind of get his loyalty. Like clearly, I think that, but whatever. So your first real bot. immortal. That's right. Gonorrhea is immortal. I don't think the prince is. Oh. But you're right. So I, I they did reveal that. Later, So there's going to be no way to really kill him. I I don't understand about the uh, immortal part yet. What was the first... Okay, so there's the first boss battle. Let me get that. I'm jumping all over. It's probably too much coffee. Where's my first boss battle? Take a look here. I got them. Okay, we already fought the tank. That was like nothing. I wasn't really following a walkthrough for this. It's pretty linear. I didn't get lost anywhere. But I did have the IGN walkthrough as like a backup just in case I... uh, you know, lost my way. Let me find here. Where in the world? How do you say that word? Grilgan, Grilgan, <laughs> Grill It was like it was like a it was like a dragon on top of this mountain. As we're getting closer to the grand staff, that's our first real boss battle. That wasn't just like an intro to the battle mechanics. And really, I didn't. <sighs> I didn't have any issues with them. I beat him the first time. I used these healing medicines that give 100 HP each time, so there was no issue with that. You also had that quick time uh, while you are in your battle, memory. Oh, yeah, that's when you're attacking. So if you're not using any kind of magic, when you're attacking, you have this ring system. It's two rings. So you have to hold down the right controller stick, and as it gets close, that one ring zooms into the other ring. As you got to time it perfectly, and you can get a perfect attack that just gives extra power, kind of like a critical hit. And you can do it really bad or you can get it dead on. I don't even pay attention to the ring thing. you got to go by the sound. Like the music and the sound, you can time it off of that when to let go. I think I got that kind of mastered where I can almost get perfects each time. So it's kind of like if people remember us playing a retro, what is it, a Super Mario RPG. They had that system where you had a certain timing way to attack to do extra damage and a certain timing to defend. This one's just for the attack, this, like, zooming in ring thing. So that's a pretty cool feature. It's optional. You don't have to do it, but I, I try to do it. I mean, it gets you more involved in playing the, uh, with the battles. So it's not just, uh, it doesn't get boring. Anyways, we finally eventually get to this grand staff, and it's having this magic runoff and the worst of it was when the meteor fell. So you're getting a little backstory as, uh, okay, so it seems like whatever they're doing at the Grand Staff might be causing these meteors to fall. Oh, I really want to get, I know I'm jumping all over, but the biggest part of disc one for me was the second boss battle. What was it called? Bagamora?
1: No. Would,
0: you, would, you call it, would you say that? No, yeah. it's, it's this worm looking creature. Kind of reminds me of Tremors. Because right through this point, I was breezing through it. Didn't find anything too tough. Wasn't running from any battles. Fighting everybody. Just leveling up. Nothing. This guy was a pain in the butt. It's because he got... like Usually, I think it starts out with five different magic insects in front of him. And you have to kind of get through them to get to him. Like, you want to get them off the board. Because what he does is he'll drain... Whatever magic energy they build up in themselves, he'll absorb it and suck it down. He has a meter in the top left corner that once it gets to the full power of his range, he unleashes some attack that does massive damage, and it also paralyzes your characters. Well, then you can't really do anything. Now, I was level 15 at this point, and I was able to just barely keep up where I could keep killing the magic insects, but I couldn't get him to do any damage because they keep reappearing each battle. He'll bring back one or maybe two or three of them. So you can't just ignore him and let him all there. Because A, he's going to absorb more power and do his deadly attack on you. So you want to kill them as quickly as possible so you can start attacking him. I wasn't strong enough. So all I could do was keep them kind of off the screen. and just But he'd slowly keep absorbing this magic power. So I realized then that I needed to grind. So what I did before this area... As I power grinded on these stairs for like 30 minutes. Mostly against the same insects I was fighting in front of a magic insects, to level up. So, not only was I leveling up, and I was using the skill-locking ability to get all my other characters the different kind of uh, magical skills. Did you Hmm. you see if you had any type of anti-paralysis ring or anything? That's what I worked towards. So, there is a ring. It's called a yellow band. And it does give anti-paralysis. So and whatever these magic insects try to drop at some point, you can use that to to make those rings. So now, as I was leveling up, I was getting enough of that. I created two rings that I had came uh, and Seth have, and they unlocked theirs because. So once you can unlock it, you have the ability to use. You have certain abilities from the rings. Uh, there's different. What do they call them? Slots. So, and you can pick what abilities that you've unlocked. So I put, once you had, they have to wear the ring for a bit and go through like three or four battles. And then they'll have that ability unlocked that they can, so they don't have to have the ring anymore. They can add that ability to their little slot sheet. So I had both of them have that ability added. And then Jensen, I just have him wear the ring. So now all three of them have anti-paralysis, which makes this boss battle so much easier because if he keeps putting you paralyzing you every time he does the attack you're you can't fight back you're ruined so
1: yeah I, I i think i remembered this and this was a tough one yeah it's insect innards
0: that's what makes some of the a part of the ring
1: i think all the boss battles have some kind of strategy like like this
0: yeah because the first one the, ma- the magma a... tank was just fighting the tor back
1: and forth yeah it makes the makes the battles more interesting, right? You know, you
0: can't. It's not just you. No, you're not just attacking or doing whatever you want. You, you have, have to. have to have a strategy. Yeah, and you have to figure out the boss's a weak weak point or
1: how that what they're doing and find a way to beat it, other than just uh,
0: hitting it with raw power. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you were getting these insects innards, and that was helping me unlock the yellow band ring, so then I could. Get each character to learn the anti paralysis. Because, weird thing, Jensen can't learn stuff like the other characters. Mm. He can't learn off them. They can skill link off of him and learn his stuff, but he can't learn off everybody else. He has to wear the ring to have anti paralysis. So, it's kind of weird. Certain characters don't have that ability, I guess. I'm not sure. And the pain in this battle was because eventually, I, that's what I did. I, I got my characters up to like level 17 or 18. I had them with the anti paralysis on it. Then it became a little bit easier, but it was still a tough battle. Because you really had to keep killing all these magic insects that keep reappearing each uh, round. To keep, to keep him from absorbing all their energy to do his final attack. This worm's final or major attack. Alright, so I barely survive. I get through the first worm. Okay. And then, another one pops up. Mm-hmm. Same thing. So, it's I hate when they do this cheat thing where it's oh you gotta fight another one same boss i don't know if it's the same worm i we just beat him and another worm pops up with a little kind of cgi animation and you get the same battle again yeah. so it's like fighting t- him twice okay but i was leveled up enough to do that both times beat him do they let you save of course not why would they have a save point right there no you have to fight soldiers now like a, a i don't know it was like five to ten of them because a. uh an army shows up and this is where you get actually put in prison in these metal like bird cages
1: uh-huh.
0: and there's no save before this they have a they have a a little icon that heals your party completely so at least you have full health and MP, HP. Uh-huh. but you can't save before this and I almost died on the soldiers I'm telling you the next attack for the final soldier I killed would have killed me I was that close for dying and I'm like I would have been so pissed off because I spent so much time planning my attack around this boss battle just to go immediately into another battle. It wiped me out. I didn't have enough items. I I didn't I wasn't prepared nearly as much as I should have. Now I'm more cautious going into battles with bosses. And I'm leveling up more and using my skill tree unlocking thing to get everybody with all the different magic abilities. So I barely survived that. Thank God I didn't die on the soldiers. That would have been so stupid to have to repeat it. Because then I would have just had to grind more. So after we after we fight the soldiers, they still take us prisoner. And I like this area. Do you remember this area where you have to sneak around these eyes that are uh, patrolling? It's yeah. kind of like... It, it's very Metal Gear Solid-esque where you're looking down and trying to... Yeah, under are like robots or something. Yeah, the robots are going back and forth this eye and you can't be detected. There's also... Don't you just fight them when you get detected? Or? Yeah, I think so. I avoided most of them, and there's also things on the ground that if you that'll set off alarms if you run across them. So you have to walk across them slowly. You have to walk by a sleeping guard. It's very Metal Gear Solid esque. So this was a cool little area just to escape out. The funny part is in the in the jail cell we're in. Uh, I remember telling you Jensen had this uh, this like marvel to make us forget stuff if, if we started getting our memories back. But he used that on the guard, and the guard forgot what his job was. And we talked him, into, oh, you are just about to let us out. And the dumb guard just unlocks it. And even if you get caught again by, like, I got caught once, you go back into the jail scene, and he's like, I thought I'd let you guys out of here. Oh, my bad. He just can't remember what his job is, and he keeps letting you out every time. I like that little area. That reminded me of Metal Gear Solid. Now, do you remember being on this, this next part, the ship that's kind of like the Titanic? It's a gigantic ship that has the queen on it? Yeah. I don't remember this. There's a queen on here. Yeah, this is when we escape out of. This is kind of where we're going through the whole Metal go Solid thing uh-huh. to meet this queen. And I can t- I can tell why they made her uh, the queen Queen Min Ming. Uh, they uh, definitely gave her the Japanese style. She has she's well endowed. Uh, that's how I'll put it. <laughs> they came. Sometimes her elbows are knocking into them, bouncing them all around like they're a little too jiggly and but all right I, I understand it because we we meet her at first and then Jensen's almost gonna like steal her, take her away, but we get caught again. And there's a thing about how it looks like Seth and the queen met at one point in the past, but again we don't we're slowly getting our memories back. Another cool thing about this game is the dream sequences. Cause you can run across a certain area that will remind you of something and it says, Oh, a new dream's available. And you can watch it. I think that's the best storytelling in the game is when they do the dream sequences. Cause you remember, it's kind of sad. He's, he's been living forever, thousands and thousands of years. And he's got all these sad memories of people that he knows that's long dead. And I, I think the, the dream part, of the story is great and I kind of regret not following a walkthrough because I missed a couple of them because on the main menu that you can see what what ones you have unlocked and which ones have question marks and there's a few of them that I know I must have skipped past where I just didn't get in that area to trigger the dream sequence yeah so we got recaught after like almost well Jensen almost uh kidnaps the queen not really going to but she ends up par- paralyzing him and then we get caught again. But then they, she lets us go once we reach port to the new area. She's like, oh, yeah, no, no, no problem, no worries. And then we're off. We're free to go again. Kind of weird. Yeah, so you got into the story more than I did. Maybe a little bit. Well, there's not... I think it's. I think that's the best part of this game is the story. I think the battle mechanics are good, too. There's a lot of good things. And I don't think I have that many cons. I'll have to look at my notes to see it towards the end.
1: <laughs> I think... Uh, I really wanted to play this game because it was made by Microsoft, and they wanted to do their own version of a role-playing game because you know they did kind of the same thing with Forza and Grand.
0: Right, and Final—I mean, PlayStation has Final Fantasy. Yeah, so they kind of wanted their own thing. I think so far, I haven't played. I mean, I looked at the reviews; a lot of reviews are great on this game, and I'm like, why do they only do one?
1: It's probably cause it, probably because people. Uh, didn't play it as much uh it didn't, just, it didn't it wasn't populated nobody really played it i don't think yeah i never knew about it till you told me about it but i was
0: mostly i only
1: had playstations there's not a whole big uh community in uh I, in america i don't think that played games i think i don't know maybe i'm wrong but whatever but <laughs> but i like the whole that you know the soldiers they have like 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 a the whole thing with the big loop on their head—yeah, like the bottle cap. Open. Yeah, it's like a bottle cap. I think uh, I don't know, but I, I think Microsoft was kind of trolling the Japanese <laughs> anime type <laughs> characters by giving this. Giving soldiers this ridiculous thing on their head. <laughs> well,
0: they gave the queen big enough boobs.
1: I'll tell you that. I can see the blue veins. I in think her. that's like often like a lot of the three sexy games had like those fighting games had those boobs uh, have a jiggle or like.
0: Oh yeah, she one ball time ball she ball was talking and she <laughs> elbowed her own boobs around and it was like a lava
1: lamp. So I was like, I'm like the developers, I think were were just making fun of these some of these uh, some of these other types of games that have like these weird weird things and to make it to make the game more. Uh, just, you know it corny or cheesy or uh
0: right well they're trying to copy it
1: I guess but at the same time it, it's a good game but it's kind of like they're trolling and bro something you can point their
0: uh characters well if they if they did they did a good job they copied exactly <laughs> what it saw. I felt like it was a typical jrpg <laughs>
1: yeah, right that's make, that's what makes it a like a JRPG. that that ridiculous thing about it like that, it's no way impractical that big loop thing in your head.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, all always in Final Fantasy, they, they always dressed ridiculous. They yeah. were cosplaying in a re- weird reality with guns, swords, and all kinds right, of nonsense. Right? So they always had that kind of look, and I think they captured it well <laughs> in Lost Odyssey, for sure. I don't think they were trolling. They were just trying to make a game that would <laughs> compete with Final Fantasy. And I think they did if they would have I didn't know about it if they would have advertised it better. I I don't know why there's not a, a second one.
1: Cuz they could have left that stuff out and really made it like this is proper <laughs> make it. like leave all that garbage out. <laughs> no, they know what makes a good RPG. They know their fan base. But <laughs> not really. I mean, I don't I don't know maybe. If to me if they looked more like yeah, regular soldiers with armor that would have been like more realistic. Would've been Better, but that just gave it uh, like it made it feel
0: gamey. <laughs> oh yeah, I know what you're saying. I enjoy. Where in the world are those glasses? I know where it's at. I got to show you this. This is funny. I got to log into it. And and I find out that she, the queen is just a figurehead queen. She's not even like really the real, real queen. And there's this other top like general. I call him Hypnos from the Greek god because he's got these like weird wings on the side of his head, It's kind of like Tekken character. And there's one point I think the voice acting is great. And if I can find this on YouTube, I'm going to look at somebody else's walkthrough on YouTube. She, when he's telling her that they're, you know, they're they're preparing for war against the the, the council. Uh, The voice acting is great throughout, but it sounds like she's having an orgasm throughout. Like, her moaning while he's telling her this was so over the top, and I'm like, okay, this is obscene. Like, are they really doing it? I'll try to put – if I can find the uh, sound clip, I'll put it in here for people to – that was the one point when I'm like, oh, come on, you guys are – over. it's a little over the top.
1: The Grand Staff should not be in the hands of those simple-minded fools in Ura. We, Numarin should control it. Then we can use it to maintain peace all over the world. Numara would become the most powerful, peace-loving country in the world! No. War is inevitable, Majesty.
0: Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. (laughs) I even like just exploring around in the cities, finding stuff, like hidden in trash cans, or there's posters. Uh Even that stuff is pretty fun. There's one place, it's a little rabbit in a pot, and it's called Pippet. There's a Pippet in the pot, I think is what it's called when you click on it, and it gives you the option, like, hey, do you want to trade in this? If you give it a couple of healing medicines... After, like, three or four, it'll give you back a stronger one. It's, it's It's got a couple other features on there. I don't really use it. I just I went to Nevermind, like, when I went up to the pot. And what it says after, it makes, like, a little noise. But it sounds like it's saying F-U. Like, fully out, like, F-U. If, you, if anybody listens back to it, if I can find that clip of the Pippet, I'm going to put that little sound clip in here. Because anytime you're done talking to it, it just sounds like it says F-U and goes back in the pot. So I thought that was pretty funny. And as you're going farther into the story you you come to realize that Tolton the prince is clearly being manipulated by gonorrhea. with a having so he has a false version of the turdbeard guy attack him it's not really him it's actually one of these mud creatures but it looks like him so and Tolton is super high level so he kills uh this fake turdbeard guy and then it shows a a, a clip where this gonorrhea guy must have used his magic ability, because he must be really good with magic, to create this kind of giant cobra to actually kill the real Turdbeard on the council. So this is towards the end of disc one where you find out he just killed one of the top guys on the council. You can tell that gonorrhea is just going to go mad wild with power and want to take over the Grand Staff for his own means. Numera, that's where we're currently at. The interesting thing when we get onto this like little island or little abandoned area is you come to find out that Cain actually has... and This was in one of the dream sequences where it looks like he has a wife and a daughter that falls off a cliff. They keep showing this dream sequence a lot as backstory. And then you come to find out that he meets his wife later on in this village. But she's dying. She's almost dead. And he has two... No, it's not his wife. Excuse me. His daughter that fell off the cliff... She's all grown up because he's immortal, but apparently his kids aren't. So she grew up to about his age now, but she mm-hmm. has some kind of disease, some kind of cancer or something. Mm-hmm. So she's dying. dying. He meets her and he meets his uh, godson and goddaughter. Mm-hmm. All right. So she dies and then they kind of join your party. His, his grandchildren join your party. At least one of them does. And so... So this is kind of the very end of disc one, where you find out oh his daughter survived falling off this cliff in this dream sequence, and she's all grown up now. But now she's dying. She dies, and now you kind of take over the the grandchildren, kind of join you. In fact, one of them goes, gets lost in this crimson forest, and you have to go transverse through there to go uh, find <clears> them. <throat> yeah, I remember. You don't remember it is because they made a big deal about this funeral. <clears throat> like there was a good presentation regarding his, his daughter's funeral, even though they look the same age because he's immortal. And that's what I liked. The one thing about the game that I really want to do as, uh, like a Halloween costume or just something to go out dressed up in like this, uh, goth nights we me and my girlfriend go to is the funeral director Melvie. Uh if people look up a picture of that, that's the character. All decked out. Some guy fully decked out with the makeup and all that. I wanna I wanna dress up like that as like a cosplay LARPing for uh I just think that's bad I think that's the coolest looking character. I wanna dress that up for Holly. Nobody would ever know because nobody's playing this game. It's like a and, Hunger
1: Games character.
0: Yeah, it does look ridiculous. It looks like I'm going to the Oscars, right? Because it looks absurd. It is a hundred Hunger Games character. But I just like Something about that outfit where I'm like, I even talked to my girlfriend. She knows somebody that can do a really good costume design. So I'm probably going to have them make that outfit, and nobody's going to ever understand it when I'm wearing it. But that's cool. That
1: was a weird class.
0: Oh, we're going to get to that. The glasses is the hugest part because it took me forever to figure out. We'll get to that. That's my notes. So big funeral ceremony. Okay. I
1: like my yeah. class.
0: Yeah, we're going to get to the glasses in a second. Hold on. You're looking at a picture on my... We'll get to that. So, funeral director Melby, this director that's kind of like gothic or whatever, he's dressed in the nines. We go through the funeral. But that fits. Because it's Japanese. It's, it's like... Okay, we'll get to the glasses in a second. <laughs> Don't worry about the glasses. Quit looking at, at the glasses. All right. So, we're going through this funeral. And it's a kind of like a Viking funeral where they push her off on a boat and they all have these torches that they have to light. And one of your... Uh, grandchildren Uh uh-huh i can't remember which one has a lit torch and you have to light everybody else's torch in the line Uh and this part it was it was (laughs) it was so weird because there was one part i couldn't get you they have they do a whole kind of sequence where you they like light the torch at the top now at the bottom now left or right and each character that comes over they tell something about again you're the grandchild in this case they tell something about your mother that's dead and then you light their torch, and you do a weird, like, oh, let me light it on the left, let me light it on the right, up and down. Yeah. And, and one area, I was having the damnedest time getting the torch lit, because all you can do is use a joystick around to try to angle the torch to where their torch is, trying to light their torch.
1: Yeah. And if you
0: take too long, it resets. Oh. Not, not through the full thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, take your time, don't worry about it. But I'm like, it was so frustrating, because I'm like, why am I doing, like, it took five minutes to light all these torches with everybody coming over everything I'm like they didn't make a big deal as big a deal about Ares dying in Final Fantasy 7 compared to this <laughs> this, this chick I just met that happens to be my daughter alright that fell off that cliff boom she gets killed from cancer like she sees me oh dad you're still alive mama. she's dead the next minute now she, now I gotta take care of their two grandchildren and we have to go know. through this weird like ritual uh, lighting ceremony I guess they're trying to do a build up um, I
1: think they're doing that stuff like that on purpose. I, I, that's what I'm saying. They have that whole with the weird, with the weird uh, armor and, and like those glasses. <laughs> they're going over the top. They're trying to area. do yes. as for the emotion because it's it's American, but they're trying to be like over the top.
0: But to in Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, with Ares dying, she's killed, yeah. and it's and it's later on in the game. It's like halfway through the game, or maybe not halfway, but people know what I'm talking about. You. Built, You've developed a relationship with her. She was your p- top white mage yeah. in that game. So you got her better weapons. You've developed like a whole story, and then she dies. Yeah,
1: you
0: know, like That's a big shock. Yeah. This person I literally just met. I just found out my daughter's still alive. Yeah, She's grown up now with her kids. She dies off. We give her a Viking funeral <laughs> where I'm lighting torches. We're, we're making a whole ceremony over it. I guess it's a good way to finish off this one. And I'm not complaining. I just thought it was it was, it was kind of funny. Oh, it, here's another thing about the funeral. Here comes the weirdest fetch quest of any RPG I've ever done. You have to collect ten flowers that are spread out throughout the village, just laying around, for the funeral. Mm-hmm. And you got to collect the torches, the sticks. Ten sticks. And it keeps track. Like, you have... Five of ten sticks left, or yeah, and so you're just walking around picking all these items up for this funeral, right? It's right around this like abandoned kind of little village, yeah. So you have to you have to do these two different fetch quests just to get the ready for the funeral. Now here's where, (laughs) if anybody's played this game, and I hope people have, okay, um, I I started. I'm getting towards the end of disc one, and I'm like, why the hell? Why the hell is Kane wearing like pink ladies' glasses upside down? It looks like he's got pink glasses on. It looks like they're all upside down. And they have like these, uh, Savosky crystal, you know, the kind of like diamond stuff around the top rim. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see in the photo I have here. I'm going to include this as the image when I upload this. He's got that stupid hair in the right middle. He's got the one hair in the middle. But he's got grandma's glasses on. Let's be honest. Like, just like this pinkish shoe with like little diamonds on the thing. And I'm, I'm looking at him like. I don't remember him wearing, and he's wearing them through all the CGI sequences and all that. So, as he's talking to his daughter, as she's dying there, he's got those glasses on, and it's cutting me out of the scene. I keep sitting there laughing at him. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm very oblivious with faces and stuff, but I swear to God, he hasn't been wearing those glasses the whole time. Here's the thing you don't realize some accessories you put on your character will visually be shown on you. Oh, yeah. Kind of like armor or something. So, I, they're called, um, what are these called? Treasure glasses? Let me see if I can put that in my nose. Oh. It's it's I, I I finally figured it out. So he, and I, you know what? I kept them on forever, even if though I don't like the ability, whatever the treasure glasses does. I wear them now just as an accessory for him because he looks goofy as shit, and it takes you out of the scenes just watching, like having sad scenes where he's wearing like these like I'm going clubbing glasses, huh? where like he should have a pacifier in his mouth and do an ecstasy. Like he looks ridiculous with these fucking glasses on. But it's so funny <laughs> with them on that I just keep that whatever that accessory is these treasure glasses I think they're called and I looked it up too I I went on Google I'm like Lost Odyssey pink glasses and there's a forum post somebody going like what's the deal with the pink glasses where the hell they come from and then I, they it explains it like oh it's this accessory if you if you have it if you have him wearing it or equipped it it'll show up. <laughs> Even in the CGI stuff, so all the all the not the full CGI, but you know what I'm talking about, like just the cutscenes where he's having a very like tough, you're just hearing them talk. Yeah. He's got these dumbass glasses on in a scene, and you're like, "You look ridiculous! Like you're taking me out of the." I have to wear them once, and I want I got the save on your system, so once we get that optical driving, I'm gonna wear those glasses the rest of the game. I don't care what other accessories; those glasses are it. But they didn't have to make it look like that. It looks like they're upside down for one. I got a picture. I'm going to include that when I upload this, the picture people are wondering. But you just can search Lost Odyssey pink glasses. I think it's in the images. Okay. It was pretty funny. Because at first I was just bewildered. Like, this why is he wearing those glasses? This doesn't even—this make any sense. <laughs> it threw me off so much until I had to look it up. Oh, and this is around the time, 2007, when it came out. They haven't really mastered water in the game yet. Uh-huh. So the water like just in the ocean or a pond or a little you know, a little pool. Yeah. It's kind of way too shimmery. It's a little overdone on the graphics, right? They don't have a gotta master it. So my granddaughters, as we're having this this sad moment, he's wearing the stupidest glasses I've ever seen, and they're crying glass. They're crying tears of glass, because their tears are so shiny. They're so sparkly. They're like they look like glass coming out of their eyes. Bizarre okay so Cook his granddaughter and Mac the grandson Cook joins our party and she's like another top white mage uh, kind of like Jensen he, he can do he, he's probably the best of both he's black and white mage she's really good at uh, she's not that strong as far as HP and stuff so I'm using her to heal that's m- her main job now when she joins the party at the very end of this one is healing Unfortunately after the funeral, Mac, the grandson, gets some wild notion that he could find his uh, mother's soul, because like she just died, right, in the Crimson Forest nearby. So now we got to go track down this dumb kid that ran into the Crimson Forest. Strong enemies here. This is where I do some uh, leveling up and, and unlocking more of my skill-linking abilities. For the third boss battle, which is with the grandson, because he's been captured by this, like, tentacle monster thing. Out in the forest, I don't know if you remember this. It's called Obsidian. Let me look if I can find it in the IGN walkthrough to see if we got a picture of it. You can see this like blue tentacle thing, and it's got mm-hmm. control of the kid. Yeah. So again, it, another like you mentioned, all the boss battles you have to have a strategy and kind of learn the ropes as you go. So what you what I first figure out to do is okay. I go into this battle. It's this tentacle like void monster. Obsidian, I attack the tentacle that's holding uh, they have the a grandson.
1: you go into the...
0: they have a lot of saves throughout the game. I, I like to save a lot, and luckily so far there's plenty of saves around. The one thing I can't, I do complain about is sometimes after a major boss battle you can't save right away. You have to fight other stuff. Yeah. I don't like that. I want to be able to save immediately before and immediately after a major boss battle. All right, so this third boss battle with our grandson uh, being kind of possessed by this tentacle monster. I attack the tentacle that's holding him. So that releases him back into the, doesn't release him into the party. It just drops him off. Oh no, I'm sorry. This is the granddaughter. I, 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 I take this tentacle out and we get her back in the party. So now she's back in the party. I'm using Jensen to cast all barricade. Cause I've lo- unlocked quite a bit from leveling up and all the skill linking, so I got all level one, level two. Matt, well, I don't know if I got level two stuff. I got a lot of level one stuff. So all barricade—that's kind of helping, protecting you against physical attacks. And there's there's all shield that helps against magical attacks. So he casts all barricade. Now I'm 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 ch- focusing on killing the other tentacles that are around while trying while healing and reviving my characters. He's doing pretty good damage. This obsidian guy. Where I and I learned early on to carry more items. The weird thing about the money in this game is all the boss battles, the grinding—they don't get you. Don't get a ton of money. Like some games, you get a lot, a lot of money where you can buy whatever you want Uh on items. This one, you have to be more specific on what kind of items you want to get. So, luckily, I got enough of uh, these—the mana potions—to get your MP back. I have 99 of those. I've unlocked. I've got ordered as many as I can in the items for that cuz I use that a lot to replace people's MP cuz I do a lot of magic. For boss battles, I'm rarely attacking cuz usually certain magic does more damage to them. So, I'm using uh, most RPGs, if I can get away with it, I'll just attack. Like, I'll be lazy unless yeah. they force me to use the other abilities. This game forces you to like, hey, you got to use other stuff if you really want to beat these bosses so you kill off the other tentacles while you're healing and reviving your other characters now mac the grandson he gets in the way so if you try to attack the tentacle monster you're going to hit him and kill him he's only got like 500 hit points so and they even hint to this during the battle because they're talking throughout it you have to find a way to injure him to put him to like sleep so you can attack Thing. so luckily i have a sleep magic ability mm-hmm. but the problem is he, if he's got full health it doesn't work mm-hmm. it won't stick to him see so yeah, I, I attacked him like once or twice to just drain his health down by a half then the sleep works but it might only work for a maybe one round maybe a couple rounds depends it's random because mm-hmm. you have to keep putting him to sleep anytime he wakes up or else you're just going to be damaging him and not the tentacle monster so you put him to sleep and then you focus more on just the void. The, because you already took care of all the tentacles. You're mainly focusing on the main void of this uh, Obsidian boss. He, uh, this boss uses Obsidian Psy, which is super strong. and it only. But it, luckily it only affects two party members. Because I got two party members in the back formation, two in the front. And the people in the back receive less damage because they're in the back formation. But this Obsidian Psy, it picks randomly between the front or the back characters. So luckily, it doesn't hurt all your party members because it is a strong magical attack that does a lot of damage to two two characters. So as I'm going through the battle, I, I beat it the first time, but you you learn as you're going. So by the end of it, if you're even if you lose, you're like, oh, I know, I, I know the strategy to go in to improve. Because uh, at first you're inefficient, you're getting your ass handed to you, and then you finally figure out, oh, I know what to do to this guy. So if you lose against him, you're like, I know the strategy to win. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. Maybe when you got to disc two on that boat monster, it might be a crazy strategy to beat it, or it might be something different. We'll figure that out when we get there. After the end of this battle, uh, the granddaughter slaps the grandson, which I'm like, that's yeah, exactly what I've done. What are you doing wandering off into a forest trying to find your mother's soul? Like, get a grip. So let's go over, in general, the pros and the cons so far. I think the pros are the dreams are a great way to tell the story. And a lot of them are very sad, heart-wrenching stories. Do you remember any of the dream sequences? No. Okay. Well, that's a, a major part of the story. And it's the one thing I would use a walkthrough for is so you wouldn't miss any of the dreams because they're really good. The sound, I mean, everything. It's, all, it's set up perfectly. Um, I love the ring system, being able to create your own rings from just the items you get. Maybe you can buy them at a store or they're dropped from enemies or you just buy them around uh, the general cities, creating these different rings and then upgrading the rings as you go to like an ultra ring to get those stronger. I love the ring system. Also like the uh, skill link system where you can share skills and other party members can learn from somebody else's skills. So that's a cool system. The time attack in the battle system with that ring feature, where as it zooms in and you got to time it perfectly, that's cool. Um, you have the ability to pause and skip cutscenes if you've already seen them before. A good, uh, all positive. The cons, um, I noticed the controls are great, but. In certain areas, you have to be very precise if you're in front of, like, a door or something. you got to get lined up perfectly for you have the ability to open it. Yeah. Like, it's got, like, a small window where I might be by a door, just kind of, like, bumping into it, trying to, like, come on, let me open the door, or trying to pick up an item or something. You got, it's They should have expanded the range of your ability to open door, like, so you didn't have to be as precise. Oh, and I found out there's a... Apparently online, but I I figure it out in game. There's a save glitch. So, let's say you're really low on health, and you go and you save. All you gotta do is quit the game, go to system quit, go back into it, and now you when you load your game again, you're full everybody's fully health, full HP and MP. Oh, okay. So you don't even have to use items or something. So if you're by a save thing and you're grinding around, you don't have to use HP or MP stuff. You just go over save, back out of the game, back into it.
1: That's that's funny.
0: That's not a that's not a bad feature. I like that, even though it's technically a glitch. I think, I think. Final Fantasy had like
1: this thing where <laughs> you go to a safe place, you can set up a tent or something. And-
0: yeah, that you'd have tents or cabins at the safe spot, and yeah. that would do it. But that's an item in the game. This is a, a glitch well, where you can like go in and name.
1: out. You have to find right, a-
0: I I found it out and I loved it because <laughs> early on, like I didn't want to spend a lot of money on items because they didn't have that much money to begin with. I don't man, Sometimes I think they they put these glitches in purpose. It's not right. really a glitch. Well, they never fixed it's it. It's part of the game. I, well, I'm I'm cool with this glitch or part this part of the game because I did use it a couple times where I'm like I don't have enough items to heal. I'm nowhere close to an end to save or to to gain uh, full health. So, but I gotta say, so far playing one disc out of four, I love the game. Like, it's already got me well hooked. I was I was so pissed off at your Xbox because then – because I was just going to keep doing the paperclip thing on the side to eject it. I was just going to keep doing it till eventually it worked. Yeah. And then I could at least get through disc two. Yeah. And then I'd start again with this. Thing. And, then the, and then the damn paperclip thing broke. Yeah. And I'm like – not the paperclip itself, but whatever internally in the optical drive. Yeah. And I'm like, can Microsoft make anything work for a long period of time? Mm-hmm. you now you play your xbox one like thousands of hours more than i have played mine yeah mine's probably under 500 hours in the last two years yeah. we both bought them when it first came out yeah and they both broke yours is broken now what this is the third time you said one time you had it fixed for some uh, what was the first reason that it broke
1: I don't know. It was just shutting off when uh, it got graphically uh, to, I think it was overheating. Or well,
0: something. you took it to one of those iFixit places. What did they say? How did they fix it? Did they tell you?
1: I, I think they resoldered uh, some stuff. But I, I think it would, And then but then it started happening again. All I did was take it apart and... and use computer uh, duster, right? Computer use... duster, just blow off stuff on the heat sink.
0: Was it full of dust
1: or something? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. And then it, all, it just started working.
0: And then this time was clearly the optical drive going on. Yeah, bad. I think one of the rollers
1: uh, came undone.
0: Yeah, you can hear it grinding there when it's trying to. It only yeah. takes the disc halfway, and then you have to forcefully push the rest.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's the problem right now is disc two is stuck in your optical drive. So if you, even if you do get to solder the new one, find a way to tear that thing apart so you can get the disc out.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: okay, so that's where we're at currently. In Lost Odyssey, I'm once we get the Xbox, or I could borrow your 360 if you don't mind me borrowing that. Yeah, I can't promise it won't break. It's an Xbox, but it's well, a Microsoft went, product. I,
1: don't, I think that 360 you need to have a hard wire to connect to it.
0: Oh, I don't have an Ethernet connection down there. I
1: hooked it up to. Uh, it's not wireless. Well, then it, it
0: wasn't wireless when I hooked it up to my other TV. Shoot. I think you need no, to, I'd have to get, get the sure. longest Ethernet cable. I could hook it up here, all, right on the router. But that's all that's how long, how many feet is that? On your computer screen? Probably, I could I hook it up right is to my computer? Like
1: and
0: yeah, yeah, that's you're you're right. I didn't think of that. I guess I could do that. I mean, I miss out on the big. Uh... You have five point one here. Yeah, but I'm missing out on the big screen downstairs and all that. I, yeah, I we could do that. Fix your Xbox One and let me play it on that. I'm giving you the free optical drive. How much Xbox ones
1: are like? I, I was just at GameSpot. They're like three hundred something dollars for for used ones that
0: have been like to. That's because nobody can get the new models. <laughs> is it ridiculous now? It's been one year since PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. I think the Series S is available, but nobody wants the cheaper of the Xbox. Yeah. Like, no, it's not going to have... I don't think it has that much... No. I think it's a big power difference, right? There is,
1: right? They didn't just make it without the
0: CD. They actually made it where it's even less power. More... Less RAM, like, less why? power ability as far as teraflops or whatever, so... <laughs> and you just want... You want the... You want the disc version of the PS5. Yeah. And you've been looking for...
1: Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not like, uh, super aggressive. I'm just, like, going off, off of luck. I'm not... I'm not really hunting it down, or
0: right. You get there's there's Twitter accounts to follow for people like the way our boss was able to get one in like 46 seconds after one was posted on Best yeah, Buy. I'm not doing anything like that. Yeah, you have to almost stock it to find a find a, it. don't know if it's a chip shortage or what, or if they just didn't make it's enough a
1: combination of that and all the shipping containers being stuck at ports.
0: Oh, okay. I could see that. Yeah. So, because I don't want to get I I don't want to get a PlayStation. Yeah. I don't know if I'm giving up on Xbox. I really liked it when it worked, but I mean, two and a half years to have it have issues. I my HDMI source issue could be either the hard drive or again soldering some chips, replacing some chips on it. Because it ha- I've seen, I looked, I've Googled it, and it, it, there is people that have had that issue before, and it's one of the two options. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to, you know. Putting more effort into that, really. i do not know Does on. it need like resoldering? Because sometimes soldering, it could be a resolder or, or a replacing crack. a chip, one of the HDMI chips, or something. sometimes they get, they get the little cracks form on the soldering pens. I guess I didn't use that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't anymore. play it that much that it should have overheated or I don't know. But I want to wait until Xbox releases their mid cycle, kind of like the Xbox One X. I want to wait for the Series X to have its yeah, update be, because it's going to be definitely more powerful.
1: PlayStation does that too.
0: Oh yeah, they did the pro. You get the pro for the PS4, right? Oh, yeah, the
1: one.
0: You get the regular one. Yeah. That one sounds like it's falling apart. Yeah. When you try to insert a disc. That one <laughs> sounds like it's going bad. Are you forcing every disc in? <laughs> you you play yours a lot more. You got yeah. You play it more than probably the average player as far as Okay. Yeah, I think that's the end of this episode. I know I'm probably all over the place. I didn't go into as much detail as I probably possibly could. Other than I say I think the story is one of the best stories. I love the characters. I love the voice acting.
1: Yeah, and the graphically wise. The Graphics
0: great. Fun. It's not like Final Fantasy VIII. I know they did a remaster on that, and that's or what we and Dark play. Like a picture, and the characters just move or something. Like yeah, that. the characters are all pixelated to the like just awful. But <laughs> yeah. the the background <laughs> looks better than the characters. Yeah, they 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 improved it a little on the remaster. But this one for a 2007 game, I have no complaints graphically cgi main story i mean uh, there's no i can't really complain anything other than uh i can't find an xbox where i can get it to work
1: uh-huh. like
0: that's what we're running into and i think once i get to this too i'm going to start creating multiple saves just in case i get stuck like once i get around a boat i'm definitely <laughs> saving multiple times in different things. Sure. so yeah i'm gonna have a different save for the boat just in case I make it through. I think
1: on the second playthrough I did beat the boss, but then I couldn't figure out how to get off the boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> now. I was like, I'm going there all these places, and I would, I don't know, I'm hitting all the buttons, and I, don't, I, I just don't know. It's such a good game, and I, and I can't throw it away again.
0: Yeah, you hit Deja Vu, you played it, well, Need to play it. <laughs> And now and then I'm, when I try to go play it, again, everything else breaks around it. So it's like the game doesn't want to be played, but we're playing the game. It's a I'm, lost cause. I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to play this game. I'm going to beat this game. Cause Xbox now, The Lost Odyssey. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't get to the end. Nobody's ever beaten it. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the, the three disc. Once we get your Xbox One X working, I think we could start... I can start jumping back on this. But until that time, we have two other games to play. They're going to be short and sweet, but we're going to have two separate episodes for this. Uh, They're both, I think I had a fan, we had a fan recommend these way back when. Cthulhu Saves the World and Cthulhu Saves Christmas. Again, it's more of a joke kind of RPG and they're pretty short. The Christmas one's about four or five hours to beat, and I think the Saves the World is about ten hours. So not even combined did they meet Omori. So this should be easy to get, pop these out. I'm going to have you play Christmas one first, and we'll record next Tuesday for Christmas. Right. And then we'll save that to... I'll, 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 upload, I'll edit that and upload that around Christmas. And the other one, the Saves the World, we can do like a week after. Because I'm sure I can beat. I mean, it's only four or five hours. I'll play it on Steam uh, on my days off next week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you just have to work on soldering, figuring out. Watch that video on YouTube of whoever. There's a good video on how to replace the optical drive. Mm-hmm. It, you have to figure. Yeah, one of the screws on your cover's broken, so you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to power drill through that to get to get access to get your cover off. Mm-hmm. But after that, it should be gravy.
1: I'll probably break your...
0: Uh, don't break my stuff.
1: Your eject button.
0: <laughs> now, I'm thinking, I don't know if it's the eject button or if it's just on the optical drive It's what that pushes into. So maybe no, mine will work.
1: When I pulled out the ribbon, uh, it's put in there such a way that oh. it's real flimsy. And I wasn't really thinking that, you know, I just on it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful. Yeah.
0: You pull pins and stuff out or something. You broke it
1: yeah it's like i don't know why they make it so delicate yeah you have to be like that
0: they have like a bunch of certain screws and then you have because i was looking at that like oh i would have done it if it didn't require soldering i would have been like yeah what the heck i would have swapped them
1: most ribbon cables have like a little thing like a little latch that you pull on uh, but this one people people, i saw people were using pliers and stuff like a ribbon it just goes in there and yeah, so, so it's really delicate. And
0: I, it's like they didn't design their made, console so to work on.
1: You have to be a professional to take it apart. With well, <laughs> if
0: it was reliable, you wouldn't. You can make it like that, but if you it needs constant servicing, don't make it so it's a pain in the butt for average consumers. Maybe that's to, what
1: makes it a little cheaper too. I don't
0: know. I don't know. It ain't that cheap to begin with? Well,
1: yeah, it's cost savings.
0: Yeah. I guess. All right. Well, that, that's this show lost odyssey disc one expect uh definitely expect uh cthulhu saves christmas before christmas and maybe we'll get cthulhu saves the world done before also we might have two done also and i teased this on uh the discord server uh because we got our own discord server don't ask me how to give the link to people uh derek knows how to do that um I bought Fallout 4, and I'm going to be playing that in the new year. Oh, you bought it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bought it. It was on sale for like 9 bucks. It's normally 40 bucks. on
1: Steam.
0: Game of the Year edition on Steam, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's a, that's a good game.
0: Never played any of the Fallout series. Talking to you and people at work, everybody says that Fallout 4 is the best one to play. I mean, I already knew 76 was a no-go from day one, but 4 will be the next one. You've already played and beaten it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Derek already played be it. so this might be a solo show where I can have you or Derrigan and to talk about your experience but I that's gonna get be...
1: Derek he's dead.
0: Well like I said I mean I brought his corpse out here last month and we did a whole weekend at Bernie's thing where I dressed him up. We were gonna do an off topic but I don't know how to do ventriloquism very well so I'm, 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 I'm still working to bring him back to life but we'll see until then you I need you. Because I can't do this show on my own. I'll just end up babbling for hours and, and get completely off script. Too much coffee. All right. Well, that's the end of this show. Expect Cthulhu, uh, those two Cthulhu games, sometime before Christmas, hopefully. And uh, that's pretty much it. I don't even know how to end this anymore. All right. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.